Greetings, warrior. Your training begins now. Join J-Rum and Mission as they teach the ways of combat, teach the ways of the blade, and teach the ways to harness your magic. This will test your mind, your body, and your soul. Can you survive? Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Jay Rumberg coming at you from the Brothers of Tamriel podcast. I'm joined here by Mission Maniac and Grim Fade. How are you guys doing today? I am doing well. I cannot complain. Heck no. Awesome. Living the COVID life. Living the COVID <laughs> life. You know, we've all been kind of living the COVID life. And I got to say, I don't mind it. <laughs> it's, it's not the worst. No. Agreed. Things could be worse. And maybe they will get worse. Who knows? They might. Yeah, you never know. It's well, a crazy you know, time that we're living in right now. It has given us a lot of ESO time. Yeah, big time. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I've made a few new tunes myself. Oh, and really been enjoying... Not really enjoying leveling them, but enjoying playing the new class, different classes and stuff. But getting back into them like I did on console. Because console I had every class and now i'm finally starting to get my roster back up again to finally on pc to have every every class ever something to do for any situation now oh yeah but yep, yeah. yes same here yeah yep. yeah yeah i uh i finally hit 810 nice nice yeah. Nice. I'm creeping up behind you, but now they have 780, but all 15 of my tunes are now CP. So. Oh, hell yeah. yeah if I had less of a tune issue, I would be done by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, we got this double XP going on right now, which will be over by the time this gets released. But, yep. dude, I, as much as I love double XP, I can't wait till it's over, because every time we have one, I feel obligated to roll a character. Or three. Yep. Yeah, yep. No, right. <laughs> You have to do the work while it's there, otherwise you're going to not be happy with yourself. Yeah, because yeah, once it's over, that's when you're going to want to roll a new tune. And it's like, I don't want to roll a new tune without double XP. That's right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back to my old my old console love, uh, my Mag DK. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I, I've tried. Nice. So I've done three different builds and rotations with it from three different sources and they're all really good um Zynode's rotation um hand build um where he utilizes the whip and the, or the chains and the whip um the lady K with that went to uh Skinny Cheeks' website did his non-elf bane non-perfected asylum staff build so just your typical mag setup you know sororias and mother sorrow um, with the whip rotation and was able to pull 80k with that and then the non-elf bane but with the perfected asylum staff did that rotation and pulling like right now like 82 83 but that still needs some practice so yeah dude i'm right back in the swing of things with my mag dk again just like i was on console awesome very nice yeah for me i've been on a, a nightblade click uh 
kick lately for me, uh, Grim Hollow, he started streaming, he's always done really good YouTube videos, but he's been streaming live and I've been watching him, and he's super good on Nightblade, so to be able to pick all that extra knowledge off has been wonderful, and I've gotten like 30 and 4 games in Battlegrounds over and over again now because of it, it's very oh, nice. Oh shit, yeah man. Yeah dude, I just, which I think I sent you a screenshot of it Grim, I did, uh, just got my, my first personal, or my new personal best for BG. Uh, was with my Stamplar actually 34 and 3. Like, nice. <laughs> just, just crushed nice. it. Nice. Nice. Stamplar right now is strong as hell. Yep. Oh, and it's fun. awesome. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't, I don't, well, you guys know, everybody that's listening to the show knows, <laughs> I don't PvP that much. Um, yeah. So my PvP gear is limited to basically who I can get to craft me something. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I have. You know, I'm like my Stamplar's wearing Shacklebreaker at New Moon with Bloodspawn, and that setup, it just, he's not super tanky, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to rush in when like two teams are fighting each other, but if I see that lonely gazelle sitting off by his side trying to pick people off, you bet I'm about to go blow him up. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, it's a, it's a fast playstyle, which is the way I like melee playstyles, I like that real fast playstyle. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, I've been, well, part of the reason why we haven't been able to do the show in so long is, for one, I was using all of my extra time in Bet Sunspire to get my uh, perfected gear that I've been needing out of there. And the other thing is, is I am at home with kids, so the only real option we've ever we've been having is to do these shows late at night. Yeah, these late night podcasts, which right now it's uh, it's about 11 o'clock my time, Grim. It's about midnight for you, isn't it? That's right. Five minutes, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just bear with us a little bit through this COVID disaster. Mm. Um, yeah. We are going to try to get a little bit back on track. Um, yeah, I mean, rolling new too, obviously. Yeah. XP. Got three levels left. My stam DK will be done. Oh and boy! That will be the deciding factor whether he is uh, PVE or PVP. Yeah. yeah. PVP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Hell know dude, yeah. if, if I like him because I'm, I'm 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 finally I'm at the point now in the game with my DPS where I'm kind of tired of meta chasing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I. I know I can hit top tier numbers. I've been doing it for like the last year now. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the point now where I don't care anymore. Like like the Stam DK. Stam DKs are like at the bottom for DPS for PvE right now. They bring a good group utility with the uh, Stone Fist rotation because of the stagger that they put on. It's a stagger debuff that they put on the enemies. Um, but as far as their DPS goes, you're not hitting 90k with the Stam DK. It's just not going to happen. But I'm at the point now where, you know, as long as I can still pull decent numbers and I enjoy the class, I'm kind of shifting to playing what I want. That's kind of why I got away um, and, j- and made my Bang DK before I found out that apparently 90Ks are crushing it with that health pain setup. But I just, I got away from the quote unquote meta and just start rolling what I wanted to play. Yeah. No, I, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that at all, man. Like, I think that that's awesome. Um, you can put a little bit more in, of yourself into your character that way, I think. 
Yeah, know, yeah exactly. Than... And it just it like when you're playing a character that you actually like, you're the character itself you really like. Um, for example, like my Mag DK, I, I love my Mag DK. I, I love the playstyle. Whether I'm doing the whip playstyle or I'm doing the range playstyle with uh, using force pulse as a spam pull, it's I just I love the class. I love playing it. The survivability is awesome. Um, I got my flawless with him, which by the way, fourth tune flawless. Nice. Um, or I guess I should say fourth class flawless. Um, I got my Magplar, Magblade, Stamcrow, and now my Mag DK. All of them are flawless. Oh hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, been a pretty pretty packed the last couple of weeks with some of the stuff I've been getting done. Yeah, yeah. You've been uh, heading up a lot of trials lately too. Yeah, yeah. I've been. I was trying to. I was farming the crap out of that perfected Lucastes. Um, I was farming to get the last couple pieces of my perfected false gods. And here recently, I was just hitting up uh, boss plus two to get my perfected asylum inferno staff. Yeah. But no, I got everything now. Now it's just time to find what I want to play. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about, man. Oh, yeah. What have you been up to, man? Um, so I've rolled. I think I've rolled two, two or three new tunes since I saw back. We had a, a back-to-back uh, double XP event, right? Where we had the that's right, the Jubilee, and then what was right before Jubilee, the Jester's Festival. Yeah, um, the pies. Yeah, the pie, the pie of misrule. So, yeah, I character is gonna have diabetes by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's it's treatable. Yeah, it's treatable. Very treatable. So, so you have to have a Snickers in the middle of a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, my blood sugar. <laughs> so I've made uh, I made another stamina night blade, which I I've always loved the stamina night blade class. It's a lot of fun to play and. I'm doing a Bobo Stamina Nightblade uh, PvP right now, and I'm just farting around with a few different sets that I've kind of gathered along the way, and um, just a few starter sets, uh, which Grim, you, this is more your area of expertise, but yeah, I've just, I've just been farting around with a couple different, like Marksman with... Uh, Titanborn and Slime Cross, stuff like that. Um, yeah, for, oh, yeah. yeah, you can get away with. There's a lot of good setups for bow right now, um, and you can get pretty creative with it if you do it right. Like even um, so, we run a DSF uh, with Daniel, and we do an all bow gank night for fun. We do a full uh, committed group where we all snipe the same targets and get pretty just uh, strategic with it. It is a um, lot of fun. It's very fun. Uh, I think it's. New Moons, Sprains, and Slime Craw is the most common one you see a lot of people use. Um, and then the other one that I kind of came up with was um, um, Twice Born, New Moons, and Slime Craw. Um, and that one hits really hard because you can get, um, you can basically use the first stone to complement your weaknesses and the second one to have the shadow. So you're always guaranteed that gigantic chunk of. Uh, 13, or if you have divines, 19% more critical damage. So it hits like a truck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
Tacon console, my old gank blade was because Markman Marksman is the one that increases damage on players, right? Yep. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I wore Marksman's with uh, Swamp Raider. Oh, okay. That'll do it. Tacon console, I, that was dirty. Yeah. That hit hard. Yep. So right now I'm wearing. Uh, I just threw on. I happened to have a full Titanborn set. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna try it out. You know, it's one of the new sets, so I wanna, I wanna see what it's all about. And that penetration that you get out of it is just ridiculous. There's but, a lot of people um, that I've been running with when we get into that dungeon. There's a lot of people looking for that set now. Yeah, it's a pretty solid set. Yeah, you really can beat extra damage when your health's a little bit lower, because most of the time, especially even in PvP, you're going to find yourself, you don't tend to fight in top health, but you want to keep yourself in that 75, which you're still getting a pretty good bonus for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think at up to quadruples its own bonus once you're below, what, like 50% health or 25% health or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people who will use vampires and equilibrium to get that perfect, really big hit gank by keeping themselves in that low tier the whole time and then just hitting it. That's always fun. Oh yeah, that's, that's a good dirty. spot. I've never, I didn't think think about that. Yeah, trap yep. your own health. Yep. So you use the equilibrium to get yourself down to like 25%, keep yourself stealth, come out with a bow that hits for almost like 15k on a player. Compare <laughs> <laughs> that with the, because uh, that's that's what I do with my. Which actually, uh, I killed off my Nightblade Bobo. Um, but I was doing, I was doing the DSF build. Um, but instead of running Slime Crawl, I was doing New Moon Head Shoulders Jewelry because I had the Master's Bow. Oh yeah, exactly. If you can get away with that Master's Bow, always do it when oh, you can. Oh man, I was having like 13, 14k crits in Cyrano. Yeah, I gotta get that bow so bad. That's someone. That's the thing missing from like half of my builds. Yeah, dude, it's oh. extra thousand weapon damage altogether it's, if you're doing the right practical. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. Like, we had, yeah, we were we were messing with EP, and I had this Nightblade get on me, and they didn't kill me. I feared, and I did did our rotation, and that just basically looked like a one shot. Just deleted. Yep. Do it. For his that master's bow, dude. Like, oh god. Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah. So I made my stamina nightblade, and uh, I've been having a ton of fun. Just, I'm, I've got CCs out the ass. That's just hilarious for me. Going around immobilizing, stunning from a distance, you know, with a bow, with a magnum shot, and. <laughs> Um, God, that, oh God, that freaking ability is so annoying. It cracks me up <laughs> so much. But if you I'm use like your a, terrain, man, that thing's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... The thing that I like about the Bobo Nightblade is, like, what I used to do on console, I RP'd it. Like, it's, like, going super nerdy, but, like, I played my character when I was in BGs or Cyrodiil, like... Is like an assassin or a hunter or something like that. Yeah. And so, yep. I, like, I would utilize that shade, you know, the one where you hit it again and teleport back to it. Yep. So I, I, yep. Yeah. So I would place it, and then I would actually place it in strategic spots, and then I would stand, you know, x amount of feet away from it. And if I did get caught, 
I would actually bait the person that caught me away from my shade, and then I would hit it again, boom, pop up behind him, I'd roll dodge on my bow, go in miss, and I'm gone. Yeah. And then it lose me. Yeah. yeah and it's, uh, it, dude, it's, it's such a fun playstyle. Yeah, it just... It, it, and you get so much hate mail, and it's amazing. No, you do get <laughs> yeah. Dude, since I've been on the night play click, it's been pretty bad. They get some really salty people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, uh, that night that I was running with them, um, that it was, it was awesome, because we were just trolling the piss out of this APP group. It was, it was a pretty good size zerg. You know, we only had, like, probably eight or nine people, and EP had, God, I bet they had 15 to 20 and we were just raining arrows down on them. And this one Sork that I had killed that I know for sure I killed like five times in a row, he finally got me. Um, and then I get a whisper, effing losers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm like, that's bad, buddy. It make me smile. Yeah. <laughs> just means I'm doing it right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I'm pissing you off, that means I'm doing it right. <laughs> So yeah, I, I made the uh, Stamina Bobo blade, and then I've also made a Magicka Necromancer, and I've been having a lot of fun. He's not 50 yet, but um, I've been having a lot of fun relearning the class because it's been, well, since I was on console, since I've played it, and so I'm kind of relearning the class again and relearning the rotation and everything, and it's uh it's a pretty solid class really and a lot more solid than what i remember but i don't i don't know i just it feels a lot better than it than it did when i i think it first came out and i i didn't really give it a chance when it first came out this blast bones blast bones was all dicked up so i i just couldn't handle it and especially being on console where you live in lag you know Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. There's that, been a lot of fixes since you last played it. Yeah, I I've noticed. Uh, I can definitely tell. I I really feel the difference, and it, I'm having a ton of fun playing it. It's good survivability. It hits pretty goddamn hard, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's fun. I the animations are awesome looking. It's just fun being a necromancer. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're even. I was messing with mine in PvP. I, uh, I just I happened upon this streamer, um, and I was watching him. He's a younger kid. I was watching him, and uh, I mean, aside, he was really good at line of sighting, but um, he was in Cyrodiil, and he was just like, like if somebody did come at him, he just freaking wrecked him. And I finally got his build, and it was a really weird build because it wasn't something I would expect. But he was running that warrior poet. Oh yeah, yeah. He's wearing. He's rolling uh, warrior poet weapons and jewelry, um, with right throat body pieces, and he said he would swap between blood spawn and Baylor for the monster helm, depending on the situation. That's kind of. It was. He uses force pulse as a spammable instead of well no i take that back he actually used elemental weapon i used force pulse because i hate elemental weapon in cyrodiil pve i'm fine with elemental weapon because you don't get near the lag that you get in cyrodiil but yeah it, it, it worked pretty good and i did um i always back bar a potentate's 
uh, weapon, whether it be sword and shield, resto staff, whatever. I always back bar potentates, and I had the resto staff in my back bar for that. And I tell you what, dude, that's that magnetro when you back bar and you got your shields and your heal on your back bar with that potentates, it's a bitch to kill you. <laughs> you're, you're very tanky. Yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of fun playing with that once I hit CP. Um, I don't have too much farther to go. I'm, I think I'm in the 20, 20s or 30s, somewhere up there, there. You got a long ways to go. Not really. So someone's grinding late tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Double XP ends at 10 a 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Eastern yeah. Time, so. I'm definitely not gonna get there by then. Yeah, it's clear that's... talk right there. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, I've done right. a tune in. I've done a tune in a day easy. It's just boring as all hell. I'm doing <laughs> one today. I'm, I made I'd this have to call into work sick. Yeah, that COVID. That's what energy drinks are for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> energy drinks and cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is right. Cocaine and cocaine accessories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But other than oh, that, that's, that's basically what I've been up to in-game. Um, I think that covers... Um, Grim, did we talk about what you've been up to in-game? Yeah, briefly, yeah. Basically, uh, for me, I've just been in full grind mode. Not so much fun PvP. I got all 15 tunes to CP. 780 C, um, champion points, so I'm almost at 10. Um, been doing crafting dailies on all 15 characters for 106 boxes a day of cool styles, so I can... Look snazzy as fuck while I kill people in PvP. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Gotta look good. Trying to think. Yeah, a lot of Nightblade. Um, messing around with a couple other characters. Finally made a Mag Necro. I'm gonna try that out. That's one of the few classes I haven't done PvP with. So he's all leveled. He's just being a crafting user right now with his bare hands. He doesn't even have sets on yet, but he'll get there. <laughs> you gotta earn your keep. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Gotta pay for that gear, I gotta craft you for your ass. Uh, but no, it's been good. Uh, we have been doing the DSF group again. That's been a receivers thing that we do, and it's been a lot of fun, really. Um, that's a f all nightly group we've been doing a lot of. Very fun to do that. Uh, usually once a week we get in, we do some nice tactics. Um, again, 8 to 10 night blades, all using high damage snipe builds. Very fun. Uh, other than that, a lot of battlegrounds. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I, I was gonna say I'm gonna have to get in with you guys on that, some of those GSF runs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be fun. Oh, we yeah, got dude, a there's, pretty there's good so group coming. Fun. I was like, oh, yeah, wow. I, since uh, when I first started running with them, I was just bring my mag blade in, um, which is what I'll be doing now since I got rid of my my stand blade. Because what uh, <laughs> what our death had me doing was I was the designated bomber. Yep, yep, that's right. Yeah, you got a whole setup just for bombing on the side. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I do love running in, trying to kill 10 to 15 people in one shot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that kind of covers everything that we've been up to in game, folks. Uh, I know it's been a little while, but I just kind of wanted to catch up with, uh, catch up with us. You know? Tell you guys how we're doing, how everything's been going on. Um, next up, we're going to jump into news here. Uh, since it is pretty late into the Jubilee event, I'm just going to cover um, just a little bit about what that was. 
So, The Elder Scrolls Online is six years young, and that means you can enjoy bonus XP, special rewards, and cake during our anniversary Jubilee event. So, happy birthday to ESO. Uh, ESO's six-year anniversary Jubilee in-game event began on April 2nd, and it will run until April 14th, which is tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, to join the celebration, select the free Jubilee Cake Voucher Quest Starter from the Crown Store listed under the Quest Starters to find the world-famous Chef Donnelly. So, if you guys haven't done that, you're pretty late to the party, folks. Um, this <laughs> tomorrow's the last day. Just a little late. But, um, so how do you how do you get these boxes? You get them from doing daily crafting reds, daily delve, any anything daily, daily alliance war and battleground quests, daily dungeon and trial quests, daily heist and sacrament quests, uh, even daily delve and world boss quests. And yeah, your daily crafting is so everything you got the boxes for, and there's all kinds of fun stuff in there, all, all kinds of cool. Um, there's some nice style pages that are, are some, some good motifs that you'll be getting out of there, potentially, and uh, all kinds of good materials and stuff like that. I actually just got a CUDA out of one, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, but. Yeah, I thought that was kind of nice. You get some really good stuff. I got an, uh, I got a cipher out of it. That one Melotheric cipher. That's been my best pick oh, so far. Oh, you got a cipher? I oh, did. Wow. Yes, sir. Damn. One mil drop out of a little nice gold box. Hell yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so definitely worth it. And if you have missed the event, make sure you get on the ball and grind it next, um, next year. Because yeah, I've, I've probably farmed a couple million worth of gold and styles and goodies. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff dropping out of there. Yeah, great to either hang on to, <laughs> use, or sell. You can do whatever you want with it. Like Grim said, you, you can make a killing off of some of these events like this. Oh yeah, I've got at least 60 motifs to sell once they go back up to full price again. When this is all done, those are just extras that I didn't learn. So. Yeah, nice. that's why I've been doing it. For the motifs. Yeah, yep, me too. Same pretty, here. Same. Pretty much. Yep. And I've been getting some pretty cool uh, resources, stuff like that, maps out of the. I got a, oh, yeah. I got chromium grain the other day too. Oh, oh yeah, same. I got a plating out of one. I about had a heart attack. Ooh, damn. They can they can drop a whole plating. <laughs> I know. I I'm at four plating in total now. Oh yeah. Well, I've do. So I've got 15 tunes, so that's 106 or 104 boxes a day I'm getting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's straight farming. So moving on here, we are gonna, as you guys know, it is April. I know, I know with the whole Corona thing going around and, you know, with COVID, things might seem to have Time might seem like it's passing a lot faster than it is. And that's because we're all stuck in home, at home. We're all in our houses. And things like Easter, which just passed, are just, just, just drifting right by. And 
it's it's kind of because of what's going on. So, um, this it's April is my point, and Easter's already passed, and the year is just flying by, and this Corona thing is not helping at all. Um, so. Being that it's April, that means that we have a Crown Store Showcase. I'm going to dive right into that. Um, show your dedication to your divinity of choice with special styles, furnishings, and a colorful chicken with April's selection of Crown Store Edition. ESO Plus Deals. ESO Plus members have access to a monthly selection of exclusive deals and items like we always do. And you can find more information uh, on this article um, listed below. And this is coming from the Elder Scrolls Online.com. So the exclusive free item is the Dreadlord Sithis statuette. And this looks pretty cool. Um, it's a miniature statue of Sithis, the patron of the Dark Brotherhood. Allow its dark presence to honor your abode. Dreadlord Sitha statuette will be available in the Crown Store for free exclusively to ESO Plus members on all platforms from April 2nd to May 7th. So we still have plenty of time there. So um, going back to my point before, it's it's going to be really easy for some of these dates to slip your mind um, because of kind of the, the speed of of the passing weeks ahead of us, you know. The longer we stay cooped up in, in our houses, the, the more time that's going to pass before our eyes, before we finally open our eyes and realize it's Christmas, you know. Who knows when we're going to come out of this fog. Um, but going on with the Crown Store Showcase here, we have crafting motifs. New Moon Priest crafting motif is the new one out. Um, there are outfit styles. The Elder Scrolls Artifact Spellbreaker Shield, which I actually hopped over to my Xbox account and I bought this. Uh, I did that yesterday because, uh, oh, I this morning actually uh, because of the maintenance. Monday night, Monday, early Monday morning, they do maintenance around 3 central standard time, 3 a.m. Um, so I hopped on to my Xbox account, and because I am still subscribed, and I was just kind of farting around on there, and I have about 16,000 crown, and I think I'm gonna just kind of buy all the stuff that I can't buy on PC. <laughs> um, I'm gonna make, yeah, just kinda all the cool things that I wanna, wanna fart around with that I can't afford on PC. But I have all those crowns saved up on Xbox. Um, but anyways, the, the arms pack that we have for this month is the Stormfist arms pack. Um, costumes that we have are number one, the Breton Hero armor, the Elven Hero armor, the Nord Hero armor, and the Treasure Hunter. Um, and you also can get the Pelotine T-Feet gown, which is a lovely, seductive 
dress uh, for a man or a woman, I suppose. Um, the personalities available are the scholar personality, and the type of crown crates that we have are the Storm Atronach crown crates. And you guys can all head over to the crown store and check preview the crown crates to see what all is available in there. Um, we also have our event tickets going on, so single event tickets will be available in the Crown Store on all platforms for a limited time during the Jester's Festival from March 26th to April 2nd. So, and it's also going to be during the Jubilee from April 2nd to April 14th. So tomorrow is the last day to get your tickets if you're wanting to buy any tickets from the Crown Store. Um, tickets are also giftable to other players within the Crown Store. So keep that in mind if you guys are thinking about me. So, um, next up we have is a piece of furniture. Uh, the Dreams of Yokuda Music Box. When it is activated, it plays a music box arrangement of the soothing Dreams of Yokuda composition. Sounds very soothing. And we also have the Intrepid Gourmet Bundle available, which I love Intrepid Gourmet Bundle. Polish your ladle and set out on a grand culinary adventure with this provisioning-themed bundle. Whether baking at home or hunting for recipes abroad, this assortment of cooking paraphernalia ensures your heroic exploits never come out undercooked. And this is returning to the Crown Store, um, during the anniversary jubilee from April 2nd to the 14th. So again, guys, tomorrow is the last day to get this stuff. So gotta get on top of it. Um, we also have Cadwell's Astounding Portal that's available. And have you, have you guys seen this portal? The, the yes, I have. Yeah. Yep, the showcase, yeah. Yeah, that... The what if Achilles has that in his house? Oh really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah the Archivist has. I almost bought it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. Um, we also have. Uh, ooh, this is toughy. Ubalad, Jads, Ubalajads, final treasure furnishing pack, and that in the crown store from april 16th to april 20th so that has not come yet guys um the houses that are available we have the thieves's oasis the mounts we have egg hunter's horse and queen's claw centrot <coughs> which is another big old centrot but it's colored a little differently white with like polka dots on it. Looks kind of like a snow leopard, but as a centrod. And the pets that we have are Mara's spring chicken. And uh, that's, yeah, mesmerizing portals, dragon inspired threads, and vibrant pet that drops colorful eggs. There are a lot of interesting and new and returning items coming to the Crown Store in April. Check out what is currently on sale on the Crown Store page. And be sure to stock up on crowns from the Buy Crowns page if you want to snatch up some of these new and returning items. 
Um, and that covers it, folks. That's the Crown Store Showcase for April. That's those bullet points. Um, if you guys want to read a little, little deeper into it, you can head over to the ElderScrollsOnline.com and just check out the Crown Store Showcase for April 2020. And that'll tell you everything you need to know um, in detail. And that's uh, that's pretty much all the news that we've that we've had. Um, we've had the Jester's Festival come and the Jubilee event, uh, and everything else has kind of been, uh, you know, with Graymore on the horizon, we were all like, kind of excited about going to Skyrim and with Blackreach and everything, and um, so it's all, it's all working out, um. But yeah, that's all I had to. That's all I got for news, guys. Um, Mission, you got anything to add to that? Uh, not really. Um, pretty much covered everything that's been going on. Um, I did. We do have the Gloomspore crates also in there. Um, oh, in the Crown Store. Yeah, yeah, the Crown Store. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I don't know if the storm. I don't think the storm mantra ones are there anymore. Oh, I'm really? Might be wrong. Yeah, might be wrong. But I know right now we're we're doing the gloom spore. That's like the main crates because I know sometimes they do two different styles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so we've got the gloom spore crates and uh, either the atronaut crates or I, either one or the other or both. Not Hold sure up. what's in there. Yeah, go into the crown store and check it out, folks. Um, see what we got available. Um, other than that, we've got the stamina necromancer coming up today. Um, is there anything you guys have to say about the about this before we dive on into it? Uh, since they fixed blast bones, it's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Your burst has never been better in that puppy. Yeah, I, that's actually something that I was talking about earlier in the episode. Is you know when I was, I started playing it when it very first came out on console when back when we were on console and uh, number one console doesn't perform great to begin with. I mean there's there's that it doesn't perform as well as PC does. So, oh yeah. Just simply put, you're at a disadvantage there. So anything that is a little like laggy or anything that's like unresponsive is going to be exacerbated over on console versus PC. Um, so that's kind of what turned me off of the Necromancer when I first started playing it was that whole blast bone, like you guys just said. Yeah, same I just I just couldn't get into it. It was just so chunky and you know clunky, and I I just couldn't get into it. But now I'm having a, I'm having a hell of a time playing. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, is it my favorite class? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Um, will it be? I it possibly could. I don't know. We're gonna see where it goes. I I've got. It's hard to pick between your kids, you know. So. Um, Alright, we're going to get right into the 
Stamina Necromancer now. I'm gonna just cover the passives of the Necromancer. And we'll, uh, we'll look into the PvE side of things with Mission Maniac, and we'll look into the PvP side of things with Grim Fate. Yes, so, first up in the passives here, the skill line is the Grave Lord. First passive is reusable parts. So when your blast bones, your skeletal mage, or your spirit mender dies, the cost of your next blast bone, skeletal mage, or spirit mender is reduced by 50%. That's a really nice cost reduction built right into the glass. Next one up we have is Death Kneel. Increases your critical strike chance against enemies under 25% health by 10% for each Gravelord ability slotted. So the more Gravelord abilities you have slotted, the more critical strike chance you're going to get when they're in that execute range. Um, next passive up we have is Dismember. Sounds horrifying. So... While a Gravelord ability is active, your spell and physical penetration are increased by 1,500. And last passive we have here in the, in the Gravelord skill line is Rapid Rot. And that increases your damage done with damage over time effects by 15%. That's really, really nice that it buffs your dots like that. That's a 15% dot buff, just all across the board. Next uh, skill line we have up here is Bone Tyrant. Our first passive is Death Gleaning. And whenever an enemy you are in combat with dies within 28 meters of you, you restore 200 magicka and stamina. Really nice way to keep your resources up, um, just to help a little bit anyways. Again, baked right into the class. Next one we have is Disdain Harm. Reduce the damage you take from damage over time abilities by 15% while you have a Bone Tyrant ability active. So, you're getting a bonus to your dots, 15%, and then you're getting a reduction to the incoming dots with this disdain harm by 15% uh, for having a bone tyrant ability plotted, which is for active mission uh, Next one up is health avarice. Increases your health received by tw by 2% for each bone tyrant ability slotted. So you're gonna be healing. You're going to be receiving more healing. Um, Bone Tyrant ability you have slotted. And next up, and last one of this skill line is called Last Gasp. And this just increases your maximum health by 1250, just straight out. Next skill line we have up is Living Death. First passive, Curative Curse. While you have a negative effect on you, your healing done is increased by 8%. So 
that's pretty nice because you're almost guaranteed to have a negative effect on you um, in, at some point during a fight, whether it be a bleed dot or any kind of dot, you know, you're pretty much guaranteed to have some kind of negative shit on you. Next passive up is near-death experience. While you have a living death ability slotted, your critical strike chance with all healing abilities is increased by up to 20% in proportion to the severity of the target's wounds. So that's pretty nice. Uh, little baked-in critical strike chance increased right there with all your healing abilities up to 20% again. Uh, Next one we have up is Corpse Consumption. When you use an ability on a corpse, you generate 10 ultimate. This effect can occur every six, 16 seconds. Uh, that's just a, one more way for the, for the Necromancer to generate ulti. And our last passive up is Undead Confederate. And this, while you have a Blast Bones, Skeletal Mage, or Spirit Mender active, your Magicka and Stamina recovery is increased by 200. So, just based off of those passives, we've got some really good um, sustain, um, sustainability perks, passives. We've got some really nice ulti gen, and we've got some really nice damage mitigation along with in, uh, increasing far as the dots go. Um, that's that's pretty much the Necromancer in a nutshell from the passive side of things. Now, we're going to jump into the PBE side of things here. And, uh, Mission, you want to take it away? What do you got for it? Oh, buddy. The Stam Crow is a lot of fun and it hits like a truck. Um, both for PvE and for PvP, which Grim will get to here in just a minute. Now, the Stam Crow, um, the one thing that makes the rotation... I'm not, I, I don't want to say dynamic because it's not a dynamic rotation, but it is slightly dynamic um, in the fact that detonating Siphon is not on the global cooldown, which means you can cast it at the same exact time as any other ability. So you can cast it with your Blast Bones, you can cast it with Uppercut, you can cast it with anything. So with that being said, uh, we're wearing the typical stuff, um, Reliquin with uh, Lacastes. If you don't have Lacastes, Deadly is a good alternative. Deadly will still get you decent numbers. Um, and as far as in content, dungeon-wise, um, VO is a good set to run over Reliquin when there's trash pulls. Um, if you don't have VO, uh, or if you do have Aegis, Aegis Caller from the new Unhollowed Grave dungeon is a good alternative as well. Um, and we're going to be running Selene's monster set. So I will do the dual wield version first and they're, they're the exact same rotation. So you're going to pre-buff with your archer, you're going to do blast bones, hail, trap, siphon. 
now trap and siphon can go off at the same exact time, remember. When you do that, so you're going to do archer, blast bones, hail, trap, siphon. As soon as siphon, as soon as you hit siphon, that's basically when the, the parse starts. Because all this stuff should go off pretty quickly. So when that happens, drop your ulti. So you're basically going to do, you can either do trap siphon at the same time, or you can do your ulti and siphon at the same time. Either one, just do one of those two at the same time. And then you're going to do blast bones. I'm trying to read my own handwriting. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. What did I put there? Can't remember. Anyways, yeah, so essentially after you do that intro, your um your rotation is gonna be blast bones, rapid strikes, blast bones, rapid strikes. But we're gonna do two rapid strikes. So blast bones, rapid strikes, rapid strikes, blast bones, rapid strikes, rapid strikes. You're gonna do that uh four times. And then end on a blast bones. So Blast Bones, two Rapid Strikes, Blast Bones, two Rapid Strikes, Blast Bones, two Rapid Strikes, Blast Bones, Rapid Strikes, Trap, Blast Bones, Bar Swap, Start Over. Um, and your... You don't have to start over with the pre-buff, so when you finish that, you can do Hail, Archer, Siphon, Bar Swap, Blast Bones, two Rapid Strikes, so on and so forth. Now. When your ulti is up, just replace a rapid strikes with the ultimate. So, for example, if your ulti is up on your fifth rotation, you're just finishing up on the back bar. Bar swap, blast bones, colossus, rapid strikes, blast bones, rapid strikes, rapid strikes, so on and so forth. The other thing, too, is to keep in mind only use detonating siphon on your front bar. We're going to have it double barred so we get the uh, slotted passive with the 3% increased damage, but you only want to use Siphon on your front bar. Use it on your back bar, you're going to drop DPS. Now, as far as the... Um, I know a lot of people are running double dot poisons. You can run double dot poisons if you want to. If you don't want to spend the money or the mats on making it, then you can put a poison and disease glyph on your, on your main hand and your off hand. And that's literally just a couple hundred difference in DPS. It's next to nothing. As far as the two-hand rotation goes, it's the exact same thing, but we're going to replace Rapid Strikes with Wrecking Blow. And that's, that's the only difference. Now, Execute Phase for Dual Wield. Um, you want to start it at about like 22%. Because Whirling Blades is expensive. And don't try to spam Whirling Blades. I know a lot of people try to do that. It's very expensive. You will run out of stamina and it will ruin your parse by the time you kill the dummy. So just keep the rotation going. Blast Bones, two Whirling Blades, Blast Bones, two Whirling Blades, and so on and so forth. If you can throw some bashes in to bash cancel Whirling Blades, then I would I would suggest doing that. If you can't, don't worry about it. Um, with the two-handed execute, depending on which execute you're running, if you're running executioner, you can start executing at around 30%. Now, 
way that I do the two-hander, since the execute is cheap, is I will do one blast bones, and then I will do a executioner, I'll do two executioners. On the second executioner, I'll hit siphon if it needs to be reapplied at the same time as executioner. And then I will just basically sit there and spam executioner until I see volley endless hail is about to fall off. Once endless hail is at like 1.1 seconds or so, or it's getting close to falling off, I'll hit another blast bones, I'll bar swap, reapply endless hail, bar swap back, executioner, do one more blast bones, and then keep spamming executioner until siphon needs to be reapplied, reapply siphon, and also keep your trap beast up. Um, but in a nutshell, if you're just starting on the Stam Crow, just work on the introduction and just work on Blast Bones 2 abilities. So Blast Bones 2 Wrecking Blows, Blast Bones 2 Rapid Strikes, whatever it is that you're using, dual wield or two-hander. Um, and the, the introduction is a huge part of your DPS, that burst damage. The more smooth you can get that, the higher you can start your parse, the higher your parse will end. If you want to think of it like this, it's easier because whatever you burst, it is going to drop eventually. It's going to drop down a little bit. But it's easier to build up your DPS from, say, 75k than it is to try and build it from like 50 something k. It's just, if, if you don't get that introduction down smoothly, then your parse will not be that great until you get that smoothed out. So, you'll pre-buff with the Archer, Blast Bones, Hail, Trap, Siphon, Ulti. That right there should set you, if you're, well, if you're running Lacassis, if you're running Lacassis, make sure you hit that synergy as soon as it drops. If you're running Lacassis and you do that introduction, you get it nice and smoothed out. That should burst you at about 109 to 112k starting out. And then your DPS will dwindle down to about 85-ish. As long as you don't mess up too many times or mess up too horribly, you'll be able to hover around there and then come ex execute range, you'll be able to bump that up into the 90s. And same thing with the dual wield. Um, really, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the rotation of this. Uh, our weapons that we're using, uh, if you're doing dual wield, you want a Lacestes or Deadly Axe Nernhomed front hand and a uh, sharpened dagger on the offhand. If you're running the two-hander, um, the two-hander you'll want to run a, I believe, a sharpened two-hander um, just to help with that penetration. Uh, body pieces are, as always, all divines, all medium, uh, bloodthirsty on all the jewelry. And yeah, I mean, that's that's the Stam Crow in a nutshell. Um, if you want to go bow bow, um, I couldn't really find a whole lot. I did make my own bow bow setup based on um, this rotation, and it seemed to work pretty good. I was able, uh, I haven't really worked on it a whole lot. I did three parses with it, and I was able to pull 80k with it, so I was pretty happy with it um, but you're essentially going to set up the same uh, you're going to do 
that archer blast bones hail. But since you're ranged, we're not using trap. You'll want to run Zobkins, um, which comes from Frostfall. Uh, so you'll do archer hail blast bones poison inject. Or, let me rephrase that. Archer. Don't have this one wrote down, so I'm going off my memory for this one. Blast bones. Hail. Alright. Hold on. I think. Pre-buff with your archer. Bring your archer up first. Blast bones hail. Poison inject. Bar swap. That should by that time the blast bones will hit. Siphon blast bones. Two snipes. Two lethal arrows. Then, same exact thing. So you'll do blast bones, two snipes, blast bones, two snipes, blast bones, two snipes, blast bones, bar swap, hail, poison inject, archer, or you can put poison inject last if you want to. Um, the, 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 the order in which those three go doesn't matter. But hail, archer, hail, archer, poison inject, bar swap, blast bones, and so on and so forth, keep snipe going. Um, now I was running uh, Zobgins with Slimecraw and Reliquin. If you can do, if you can get the Lacestes set up, I think that I, I haven't gotten a chance to try it yet because I don't have the Lacestes bow, but if you can run Lacestes, uh, try it. See if it works better, I'm sure it will. Um, and I'm using the Maelstrom back bar bow with Zavkin's front bar bow. Um, precise on the front bar and infused on the back bar with the weapon damage glyph. Poison, double dot poisons on the front bar bow, just like anything else. Or you can run a poison glyph. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the gist. That's, uh, that's everything I've tested. Um, yeah, that was pretty thorough. Yeah, I've, I pulled I pulled the same numbers on dual wield and two hander. Uh, both those were right in the 91 to 92k range, and like I said, my bobo was right around 80k, which I'm sure if I'd put more time into it, I'd probably could get that up a little bit higher. Um, That's high as shit for me. Yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that's all I got for the Stamcrow PVE, Grim. How do we wreck people and Cyrodiil with it? Well, right now they're in a very strong patch for sure. Um, Blastcrone's bug got fixed, and that's your main burst damage, so you always needed that, so now that that's tweaked. All their other toolkit is gorgeous, so it's just a really solid class. Um, you can run it in heavy and medium. Both are extremely viable. Um, for the tankier setups gear-wise, usually you want Fury, um, on the body, new moons on weapons of jewelry, or vice versa, whichever is easier for you, um, and Bloodspawn. Um, they're one of the few classes that has major protection on their toolkit, which is honestly ridiculous. So what most people have to get, like really rare sets like the Black Rose Prison Daggers, to get major protection, they just have it for corpses that are around them. Um, I think it's dead and pain is a skill, and the more dead that's around you, the more major protection you get plus healing. Um, so very tanky, they have major and minor protection on the toolkit. Um, they go really well with a nice burst um, based off of two-hander dual wield. You can go either or. Um, 
and then backtracking a small bit for a medium armor build it's very similar to the heavy um, minus fury so it's still blood spawn with usually new moons and medium um, and then the second stat um, i've heard a lot of people use different things some people like ancient dragon guard others for sustained say they're a non-cp like bone pirate the old classic um, with that class because they have one of the best ultimates in the game um, that gives major vulnerability and huge damage and a stun. Um, blood spawns usually your bread and butter. You can run other things, but I feel like you're you're crutching one of the strongest ultimates in the game, not getting him as much of as you can. Um, that pounding Goliath is ridiculous. Yes, it is. Because not only is it three really strong hits in rapid succession, it has a stun at the end and major vulnerability. So super strong. Feeling like you can't kill a tank, drop that on them with your full combo, and they're not going to be standing. So, very fun. Um, so, those are a couple setups. I'll go over the dual wield sword and board type of combos on your back bars, where you usually keep all your buffs, your uh, bone armor, your vigor, um, depending on how you like the animation cancel. Some people like their blast bones there, and then they bar swap, so the damage still counts on the front bar, um, and it leaves a cleaner animation. Um, you can use some of the shield abilities. Some people like to have, um, I think it's def defensive posture, um, and there's a more for that that gives you cheaper blocking. Um, super solid sets. Let me see actually what I'm rocking right now on mine. Um, oh, and it's also got a nice class cleanse. The uh, hexproof is nice and removes up to four abilities for yourself and reduces the cost of all your abilities. Last but not least, you've also got Spirit Guardian, you can also have a back bar. So these are all flex spots. You can use all these skills, they're all highly recommended. Read through them, see what works best for your build and try them. Um, and again, Spirit Guardian, while active, you take 10%, uh, 10 of the damage is given to the Spirit Guardian. So 10% less damage there, then you have minor protection and major protection. So all together, this, this class has... Plus 30, 40, 48% less damage at all times, just off your skills, let alone your mitigation from other things, or if you put on pota potatoes, uh, potentis. So, super tanky, um, with great burst potential. Um, a defensive alt, you can use the sword and shield alt um, that reflects damage and hits them, or the pummeling goliath is ridiculous as well, having almost 60k health. Um, 70-80k health on it with a spamble bash attack that can do up to like 6-8,000 damage. Super fun, puts pressure. Then flipping to your front bar on that two hand, you've got your rally. Um, some people like to run skeletal archer just because it creates more corpses and it's a nice extra bit of tick of damage. Uh, other flex spot would be camo hunter um, that gives you 8% damage when you're hitting from the flank. Um, your basic three hits that you're going to be using with your two hand is your uppercut into a dizzying swing into an executioner cancel um, and you want those three to go off so if you put up your blast bones and you start that uppercut you want the blast bones to hit right when the crit rush hits so it's dizzying swing crit rush into a really fast canceled executioner bash um, all three of those hitting at once uh, blast bones can hit for almost 20k dizzying kings another 10 um, crit rush just cancels nicely. I like to weave that in where I can, but it's not necessary. If you see they're already below 50%, just go right from the executioner after the dizzying swing and blast bones. Um, that's your bread and butter standard combo that you're going to start with. Um, tank your people, put in a second dizzying swing, um, and time your pe 
Pestilent Colossus to come up right when your Blast Bones is going to hit them. So say you're going in for it, hit them with a Dizzing Swing, they're going to be hurt a little bit, flip on your back bar, hit your Blast Bones into your Colossus, into one more Dizzing Swing, into an Executioner, and even the tankiest sucker is going to come down. Um, again, very good spot right now. Um, oh, and then also to point out, yeah, so Blast Bones also has Major Defile. They have all the major debuffs and buffs in the game on their toolkit. That's just nasty right now. Usually you have to run a lot of different sets to get Major Defile. So healing received and health recovered. So you have 30% less damage, 30% less healing for them, 30% more damage to them. They're just an overall disgusting class to play right now. They're very fun. I have encountered my share, and they're not fun to fight. They're yeah, not? No. Yeah, they have the best skills, tooltip skills in the game right now, for sure. Most of the time, you need an entire set to get some of these crazy abilities they just have on one skill. So, yeah. yeah, they're they're very, very hard-hitting right now. They do, yeah. Both for both sides, PvE and PvP. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, other, so to throw them in just so people have the option in case you don't have blood spawn um, troll king's good makes you more tanky um, if you want a lot of damage you can run balrogs so when you do the uh, hulk smash you're getting an extra 440 weapon damage at the end of it to the execute the people left um, i'm trying to think what other good things i want to mention before i call it for the summoner's armor is what I usually run. Um, it reduces the cost of all your summonings, so like your spirit me uh, mender, your bite bones, your skeletal archer. Um, that's really going to help your sustain. And then, so people get the right morph. It is... Uh, Dead in Pain is the morph of Bitter Harvest. That's the one that gives you major protection. Um, so making sure you don't miss out on those. Bone Totem is a nice AoE constant stun that also gives uh, minor protection. Um, you combine that with your Spirit Mender, you're going to have 30% and the other one. So if you have 48% less damage on your back bar with the Sword Board. If you're using those three abilities, pop a Vigor, weave in a couple heavy attacks. You can pop a hexproof if you gotta cleanse yourself, but pretty much on that back bar, if you have all those things running for you and you're using some line of sight, you will you will, you will be unkillable unless it's like an entire because you'll be you'll be feeling tanky, that's for sure. I think that's all I got. Unless you guys got any questions for me. Uh, not that I can think of. Um, yeah, they're just. Necro's been in a good place for a while, basically since it came out. Um, they're still very strong. It's yeah, they're, and they're a blast to play. They're, if you like the Necro class, or if you haven't tried it, I definitely, whether you're PvP or PvE, definitely, definitely give it a shot. Yeah, and I would definitely say, I think by next patch if some of those vampire changes they talked about for magicka type classes come through mag necromancer will be in a wonderful place if that happens because they're already really good but they lack a couple things and it sounds like some of those vampire tweaks and skills are gonna replace them nicely and who doesn't want to be a badass vampire necromancer mage let's just be oh, fair right. huh? <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah boys that's all I got 
Alright, well, moving on to our next segment. We have uh, Dungeon of the Week. Which mission? What is the dungeon? Oh, the one and only City of Ash 2. Uh, Alright, oh let's yeah. hear Now, I know a lot of you don't like it Because it's a long dungeon I admit um, I'm lazy Yeah, I don't like it it's <laughs> But it, it, it is a good dungeon um, It drops a very nice monster set Balkan uh, Scoria I give you that one yeah. Um, it also drops a very good PvP and PvE set, which is Burning Spellweave. Um, really the only downside to this dungeon that a lot of people have, which I'm not one of those people, uh, is the fact that it is a little lengthy. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and dive on in here. So the first boss that we're going to come up against is a name that I cannot pronounce. Zivale Rukon. Um, this boss is... There's there's technically three bosses, if you want to put it that way. So you got a, you got a two-handed dude, and then you got two ranged. One's actually a healer, and the other one's an archer. Um, nothing's hard about this. Uh, just have your tank taunt the two-hander. Just focus one of them at a time. Uh, get the two-hander down, move on to the archer, get the archer down, move on to the healer, or if you want to hit the healer first, whatever. Um, these these three are very, very simple to fight. Um, the next boss after that is Yurata the Legion. This, this particular boss has a bunch of adds that you actually have to kill before you can fight the boss itself um, she is a he or she is a caster and the tank just needs to keep taunt um, from range and um, or sorry the, the tank should taunt the boss and taunt her adds with ranged taunt chaining them in and whatnot and try to immobilize them because they are all ranged adds so if when the tank pulls the adds in, they're going to immediately run back out. So what I like to do is pull them in and then uh, CC them, hit them with the talons, um, just so the DPS's AOE cleans them down pretty good. Once you get this bad boy down, um, then you have Zivili Voltaic and Zivili Fulminator. Um, Bosses are very simple. Um, literally, just nuke them and move on. That's there's really no mechanics. Um, and then the next boss you will fight is Horv. Hor Why did they put these names in here? Horvaunted the Fire Maw, big old Daedra, just like uh, in Banished Cells 2, the big old fire Daedra. Um, this boss actually spawns a lot of adds, and he actually hits pretty hard, even for an in-game tank. Um, if you're not paying attention, he can kill the tank. Uh, he's got a fire breath, he's got a cleave, he's got a big growing AoE. Um, what I like to do personally when I'm tanking it is I try my hardest to pull as many adds in as I can. Uh, without getting caught with one of his attacks. Uh, that way, 
the DPS aren't taking so much damage from all the other ads because there's there's going to be a bunch of ads that spawn in. But for the most part, tank needs to just hold him still. Do what you can to pull some ads in. Healers, just keep your heals going, and everything will be Gucci. Second to last boss is the Ash Titan, which is one of me and J-Rum's favorite bosses in the game are Ash Titans. Um, and this one is, he's pretty cool. He's got very similar mechanics to Elden Hollow too. Um, he will do a wing flap thing that will knock you back. And then he will send waves of fire. And then he also has another mechanic where he will uh, drop basically fireballs from the sky. Um, once you DPS him down a little bit, the tank needs to aggro or to let his taunt fall off because the Ash Titan is going to summon two air elements, um, two Aegis, uh, Aegis guys, and the tank actually needs to taunt those Aegis and pull them away. And the longer the DPS, the, or the slower the DPS is, the more Aegis that the tank will have to deal with. Um, and basically, you just want to kite them away. If you don't have the DPS to do that, then the DPS need to focus the Aegis and get the Aegis down as quickly as possible. Because the tank, if he gets too many on them, they do put a bleed on the tank. And if he has too many bleed stacks, eventually it will kill the tank. Last boss is Valken Scoria. You're going to enter in Valken Scoria's little area, and you're going to have, what is it, one, two, three, four, five. You're going to have five pads. Uh, Valken Scoria will be standing in the center. Uh, basically, the idea here, there's really, I mean, there's a hand, there's a couple mechanics, but it's basically just don't stand in the stupid. Um, the biggest thing is to kill him before you run out of pads, because he's going to, you're going to DPS him down, He's going to slam his sword into the pad, explode the pad, and then he's going to go to a random pad. So as soon as you see him about to do that, you want to get off that pad, run to another pad for safety, otherwise you're going to be standing in lava. And then the tank can range taunt Valken Scoria, bring him to that pad, um, or you guys can move to the pad that Scoria is gone, and continue. He is going to summon these fire atros that are going to do a little bit of damage to you, uh, so just go ahead and burn those down while you're DPSing. Um, really this this fight's pretty simple. Um, hard mode. Hard mode is a little bit of a DPS race because what ends up happening is you get rid of two of your pads so you only have three pads to kill him in. And what we like to personally do is we will start him in the bottom right corner in that pad. We'll burn him down. We'll go to the middle. We'll burn him down some more and then go to the last, that third final pad if he makes it that far. Uh, and that's that's literally it for hard mode. The hard mode is just, I think he's got a little bit more health. He may hit a little bit harder, but the biggest thing is you have two less pads to deal with. Now, as we mentioned already, the monster set that drops out of here is, or the monster helmet that drops is Valken Scoria. Valken Scoria's monster helmet is a very very good substitute uh, monster set. Um, it adds 1206 max health, and then when you deal damage with a damage over time effect, you have an 8% chance to summon a meteor that deals 9,000 flame damage to a target and 4,000 flame damage to all other enemies within 5 meters. And it can happen, and it can occur every 5 seconds. Now, when this thing says that it procs off damage over time effects, 
that is any dot that you put down your blockade of your elemental blockade uh any kind of like if you're a sork for example if you put i think it even procs off curse um if this thing procs off anything anything and everything basically it's a very good alternate set to wear um if you for example like on bosses where you're too far away for zons too far away for grothdar and you need you need something right so falcon score is a good good little filler there plus it gives you a little bit of survivability with that extra health um the biggest set that drops out of here that a lot of people often are after is burning spell weave burning spell weave is a very good pve setup and it's a very good pvp setup especially for dks um, because dks utilize a lot of fire damage um, so this set gives you 1096 max mag one line of spell damage, a line of spell crit, and then when you deal damage with a flame damage ability, you have a 15% chance to apply the burning status effect to the enemy and increase your spell damage by 525 for 8 seconds. This effect can occur once in every 12 seconds. So basically, hypothetically, if you're a DK, a mag DK, pretty much you're going to be propping this thing off cooldown and you're going to be doing a boatload of damage to anything that you are hitting that has the burn status effect on it. And that does take us into the PvP side of things as well. If you're sitting there dueling somebody or doing a 1v1 and you put that burn status effect on somebody, you get that burning spell with the proc, you're going to be hitting them very hard. Yeah, for sure. Burning spell is a wonderful set because you can tell when the proc is up and then you can time it for your full burst set. Like if you see the scoria coming down on them, you can wait for your leap into a scoria hit damage is buffed into your leap into a whip and pretty much does it. Yeah, it's it's a very good set. Um, and like Grim said, you can tell when it's proc because your arms will start glowing. You'll have that you'll have a almost like if you if you know what it looks like when you're wearing slime crawl when you have that minor berserk at all times where your hands or your forearms are basically lit up that orangish reddish color that basically the entire time. That's what happens when burning spell weave procs is you you'll get that aura around your arms. Um, the other sets that drop out of here, really, they're, they're decon sets. Uh, yes, under Flame and Ember Shield, they're not really worth the poopy. Um, and yeah, that's that's City of Ash too. Uh, and you guys, either one of you guys, got anything to add in there? No, other than it's a pretty long dungeon. <laughs> yeah, it is a long dungeon. Yep. And there are ways to skip. There's a couple. There's two two big skips you can do that bypass a lot of the ads. Yeah. But I mean, even doing that, it's still a lengthy dungeon. Um, yeah. That's all I got, man. Alright, well. We're uh, just over an hour, so what do you guys say? We about wrap it up. How do you guys feel? Sounds like a winner to me. I got three levels left in my stand DK. It's getting done tonight. <laughs> yeah, I got a small group of people wanting to PvP, and I'm like, give me like five more minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right, let's, well uh, yeah, let's put a fork in this uh, mission. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me. Actually, I we, we did change the uh, the Twitch handle for the podcast. We don't actually at this point in time we don't have a f- official podcast for the. Uh, 
or official Twitch for the podcast anymore. So you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash missionxxmaniac90. Um, also on Twitter at, mission, at missionxxmaniac. And I also do the podcast at Brother of Tam on Twitter. Uh, Grim, where can they find you, brother? Yes, sir. So still haven't started yet, but I do have one. It is Grim Fate, G-R-I-M-F-A-T-E. 2555, all one word for my Twitch that I will hopefully get started on once things calm down a bit. Um, same thing, my email is exactly the same, grimfate2555 at gmail. If any questions or ever want any help, let me know. I am in the Lore Seekers Guild, the Brothers of uh, Tamriel Guild, um, and usually am on nightly in PCNA. Awesome. Uh, you guys can find me over at Twitch, uh, on streaming Monday through Friday, and I pretty much stream every day, really. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash jrumberg. Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter, at jeffanothershot, and, uh, yeah, we want to hear from you guys, uh, we want to hear us an email at uh, brothers of Tamriel podcast at gmail.com uh, be sure to drop a line and yeah we want to hear your feedback we absolutely that, do yeah that's uh that's about all I got yep as usual friends stay safe bye hard